Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Good Friday so morning. Bad. If you're watching us on ESPN News this morning, Keyshawn and J. Will are just, they just cannot get over the fact that the Jets simply cannot tackle. Key, you're so frustrated talking Because you're supposed to tackle him. It looked like you closed your eyes. I, I don't even need to look at you and it, at, at the game on the sideline. I can look at it on film, and chances are you close your eyes. That's why you missed him the way you missed him. I got to be honest. I love coming to work every Monday, especially when the Jets play on the Sunday or, or even Friday. I get to hear our producer. I mean, he never sleeps throughout the course of the night. I get to hear Greeny go on a five-minute rant on TV. I mean, the, the, the life of perpetual misery that Jets fans have is just beyond me. Well, I think it's fans, anybody. It's not even necessarily Jet fans, though. Like, I can literally get sick if, like, USC loses or the Lakers lose or the Dodgers lose. So I could get sick. Like, I'm, I'm like. Yeah, but how far do you go back? Like, how, how far do you way go back? No, no, to when you, you felt good about your team. Like, when's the last time you felt good about USC football? When Pete Carroll was there. Okay. That's a long time. All right. <laughs> That's a long time, right? I mean, what's that answer for a Jet fans? Well, that that would go back to probably for a short period, Bill, then a little a little sliver of hope with Rex. So when was that? At Rex was 15 years Rex ago. 15. Not that far, right? No, no. 12 maybe? No, we're not sure, yeah. We right, got to look at it. We got to fact check that. Where's Chris Wiles? Fact check it. Rex, I'm trying to think. <laughs> Todd Bowles got what, 3? Three, so probably eight years ago. Eight years? Oh, yeah. so it's not that bad. So okay. Bowles got four. So eight years ago, I would say, Rex, you felt okay. good. Because they went to – they did go to two AFC See, championship championships, games. Yeah, back, to back. So back to back. So back to back. I was trying to remember when that was. You know, but they, they just, were almost it, like fraudulent AFC championship games. It didn't feel like they were going to go to the Super Bowl, right? If you ever see Mark Sanchez in the hallway, don't say that to him. <laughs> oh, Mark's my guy. He's a Trojan. But I'm just saying it didn't – when you were looking at it, you didn't say, oh, they're going to the Super Bowl. It wasn't one of those, like, when a New England or a Kansas City go to the AFC Championship game, you're like, well, well, we'll see them in Tampa. We'll see them in Dallas. You just knew. With the Jets, when they did it, it didn't feel like that. Yeah, that's how I felt going into Thursday night's game. I'm like, uh, I didn't really have any expectations of this team to win. It just seems like it was set up for another failure for a team that, I think should have been fired their head coach. Adam Gates should have been gone. Now, I hear everybody's reasoning on why he should stay there, but as Key and I talked about in the first couple hours, I can tell you is when your coach does not have any accountability, you as a player, you're like, oh, okay. I'm rich. You're not going to hold them accountable? Why should I be held accountable? Now I'm going to go out and do things I want to do, and that was very evident last night when you saw their defense, when you saw the bad play calling from a brilliant head coach, a genius offensive coach. Okay. Well, what 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 happens though in these situations too, and, and maybe it's different now because we're in the pandemic, is that you start as a general manager when things start to shake out a certain way, you start whacking dudes though. That that can wake people up too, like guys that you don't expect for them to just like this dude got to get rid of him, like a random cut, just a random dude. Mm-hmm. You got to have a, a guy that you just look at, you go, yeah, we can really take him down. It's gonna wake everybody up. I've seen it done. Well, you just said, they, they cut him? Like, yeah, they cut him. Okay, it's time to stay straight up now. <laughs> Tighten up. One minor thing we should mention on the other side, Denver wasn't as reeling as much as the Jets, but they also came in with a ton of adversity, 0-3, playing their third quarterback of the year, playing their ninth quarterback since Peyton Manning retired just five years ago, walking off into the sunset after winning Super Bowl 50. 
Brett Rippon was their ninth guy last year, 100% of the year on the practice squad, most of this year on the practice squad. Von Miller banged up, Philip Lindsay, A.J. Bouye, you name it, all of their key acquisitions, their big-time players on both sides of the ball for a head coach still trying to prove his bona fides, for a fan base still furious after week one, not using their timeouts on Monday Night Football, a gigantic win to go on the road in a short week with a practice squad player at your most no fans. important position with no fans <laughs> to win the game. Can't Keyshawn, make this stuff it, up. It, you can't it, make this stuff you up. You know, the thing about Brett Rippon to me, yeah. he looked like a professional quarterback as I watch him drop back. You know, pat his feet, settle in, throwing seam routes for touchdowns, bombs, giving 50-50 balls to Jared Judy, Jared going up, making plays for him. It just looked better. So here's what I would say. When you look at Jared Judy, for instance. The rookie wide receiver. A rookie wide receiver from Alabama, mm-hmm. 50-50 ball for the six-pack. Did you see any of that running around for the Jets? Hard to do with your eyes it, closed. Right? It's, it's no receiver like that running around for the Jets. They gave... Brett ripping an opportunity with Jared Judy. Sam Darnold doesn't have that. He doesn't have that luxury. Where's his guy at? Where's his mm. young stud wide receiver that they could have taken in the first round? Where's that guy at? Nowhere to be found. And also keep in mind, you, Key, you would tell this from a wide receiver standpoint, the amount of repetition that Rippin had with Judy had to be minimal. The guy's a practice squad player. He's the third quarterback that's played in a matter of three days. They look like they've been you, playing you for know three the years. Rep, you know the reps that they get together? Basically nothing, right? Say, man, come here, man. Throw me a ball real quick. Well, I won't. That, that's the reps. You know, the reps is we're going to go out to practice early because I need my work. But since you're not really doing anything, why don't you help me get my work? That's the reps that they got until he probably was named the starter. Last word on the Jets comes from Jay, who said that Mike Greenberg joined us in her first hour, went on a five-minute rant. We found the best 18 seconds. Here's his thoughts on Adam Gase and the timing of it all. The Jets obviously have the wrong guy. Whether you fire Adam Gase today or in two weeks or in eight weeks or after the season really doesn't make any difference. This season is irrelevant from this point forward anyway. The question is, who will be the next person to lead the Jets organization? They haven't found the right person in a very long time. Greeny did mention that every team does its due diligence and would be negligent if they didn't have a short list ready to go, and they clearly do. Just a reminder from the Jets who could go 0-16 to a team that might go 16-0 and We'll talk about that in just 20 seconds. But first, a reminder, would you like to make a little money? Hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call-in line to talk to ESPN Daily Wager host and ESPN gambling analyst Joe Fortenbaugh in five minutes. Get in now. Reserve your spot, 888-729-3776. That's 888-SAY-ESPN to make it more simple. You want to talk about an over-under, a line, a cover, a teaser, a parlay? Who likes to talk about that stuff? (laughs) Jay Will and Joe Fortenbaugh. In lockstep, in five minutes, and you, 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. It could be anything. It's strange, but people do bet postseason baseball, believe it or not. We're obviously talking mostly college and NFL, but anything you want to throw down a couple shekels on, he'll be ready to talk about it. Much more on the Jets and their disastrous start with former Jet Bart Scott at 845. So the Jets certainly look like they could be an offer. Rod Marinelli, shout out, 0-16. Oh, God, Chief- I love Coach Marinelli alone, man. That's my dude. As Jay would say, facts. Just, just say. There you go. You said it right. Facts. But uh, the Chiefs, uh, this is an opinion that could be a fact. They could go 16-0. and 0. And we talk about this stuff all the time. And Mercury mm. Morris is just obviously you know, all that this. stuff. But uh, can it happen? I mean, I couldn't even finish the sentence. It's a long season, uh, right? It, it's a long season. Any, anything could happen. Right? I mean, think yeah. about it. <laughs> we live in that world, right? That. Yes. That is 2020. So, will it happen? I don't think so. 
I don't think so. When you start to look at, you know, there's some teams on their schedule. Some There's the St. Louis's of the world, the Tampa Bay's of the world. You know, what type of record do I give them? I give them a 14-2, and 13-3. I know they get past New England this week. Everybody's thinking, okay, they're going to coast. Maybe the Las Vegas Raiders. But every time you think that the Raiders are something, they get jumped up and down on and pounded into the ground. Like so, last week. Like last week. Um, but there's a few teams that are hovering around, again, I'll say it, where there is the New Orleans of the world. They get Michael Thomas back. That's a different team. Tom Brady continues to jail with his uh, players down in Tampa Bay. That's a different team. So you, you just don't know. 14-2, 13-3, going 16-0, and 0, there's a lot of pressure, man. When you start to get to that 14-0, and 13-0, and 12-0, mm-hmm. people like you on SportsCenter, Zubin, and mm-hmm. Jay Will on shows like this start talking about, I think they're going defeated. <laughs> and the players listen to everything. And the coaches listen to it. And that pressure starts to amount. So when you think about some of the teams that have shied away from that, the, the Indianapolis Colts with Coach Tony Dungy, mm-hmm. they just like, I don't want to do that. Where New England, on the other hand, as the noise continued to build, <clears throat> that was at a time when the haters were hating on New England for, I think, it was, was it Spygate? So many of them. Was it Spygate, <laughs> though, at that time? I think it was Spygate, right? Yeah. And they was like, okay, we're going to show y'all about Spygate. We're running up the score on people. Randy Moss, record-breaking career. I mean, a season, bombs away. They wanted to prove a point. And I don't think that that's Andy Reid's mission. I mean, most coaches will tell you, if it happens, it happens along the way, but we're not going to go on a mission to go 16-0 and because there's only one team in the history of the National Football League that has walked away with a Super Bowl trophy after going undefeated, and that is the Mercury Moores Miami Dolphins of 72. 72. Well, well, let's be real about it. You don't have to go on a mission to go undefeated, but if it happens, no, you do, it happens. Jay Will. No, no, you do. No. And here's why. Because well, on, when you get to 12-0, and 0, you get to 13-0, now you're on, looking on, on mission. It depends on what your standard is. If you have a standard of excellence, if you're trying to be the best version of yourself at every game, if it works out that way, I mean, that, that's what, you hear all these coaches use these cliches, right? I'm not worried about next week. I'm worried about this week. So if you're trying to be the best version of your team this week and you find yourself in that situation, you're still trying to play to win every single game. And you could make that point. I hear what you're saying about pressure. But ultimately, it depends upon what your outlook is. Pressure makes diamonds, man. man Pressure makes Jay diamonds. Will, and also, I'm not saying they have a legitimate chance, Key. So, FPI, Football Power Index, gives them a 71% chance of beating the Patriots. Now, I think that game's going to be closer. But still, okay, Patriots, Raiders, Raiders, then at the Bills. Okay, tough games. I hear you. At Broncos, then Jets, Panthers, at Raiders again. Okay. At Bucks, that'll be a tough game. Broncos again, though. Dolphins, Saints, that'll be a tough game. Falcons, we've seen the Falcons are. And then a chance for them to get back to Chargers for the way they play. It, it's going to be interesting. You're saying two or three games. That's Those two or three games can also go in their favor easily I, as well. I'm going to lay out since you continue to go. That's you every day in every every session See? that we have. Look at that radio terminology, layout. That means I guess I have to say something. Uh, <laughs> and I should say, if you want to hit us up right now, our gambling analyst, Joe Fortenbaugh, standing by to talk to you in one minute. You want to bet on the finals? You want to bet on Keys Lakers? You want to make a million bucks by betting on the Heat? You want to talk NFL? You want to talk baseball playoffs? Joe's ready to talk about anything you want to at 888-SAY-ESP and 888-729-3776. Joe's on the way, but first, let's go from A to Z. From A to Z.
Again, you're not going to make a ton of money betting baseball, but if you bet the Dodgers, you'd be in pretty good shape. Clayton Kershaw, dominant performance. As you know, he hasn't been the typical Clayton Kershaw in September and October, October baseball, that he is generally during the regular season. He's had some back injuries. He was back to being dominant last night. Eight scoreless, 13 Ks, L.A. wins over Milwaukee. Best two of three is already done. Nobody surprised with the Dodgers sweep. They are the Caesars-William Hill 3-1 to favorite, stealing Fortinball's thunder before he comes on to win the World Series. Fernando Tatis was just ridiculous last night for the Padres. They had two guys hit two home runs. They went long ball from like basically the 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th inning on. They overcame a 6-2 deficit. They forced a game three with the Redbirds, 7-0-8 Eastern tonight. The Sixers have a head coach. Doc Rivers was on the street for about three days. When you're that good and you're available, they'll snatch you right up. Woj was with us this morning, took us inside the process, said Mike D'Antoni had the inside track, and then Doc Rivers became available. He'll take over. I think we obviously know he took over a team with two great players and couldn't get him over the hump. Now he'll have to do the same thing in the Eastern Conference. And speaking of the NBA, finals resume tonight, 8.30 Eastern, ABC. Jay and the Countdown crew will get you set for tip-off at 9 on ABC, on the radio, 9 Eastern, every single game of the finals on ESPN Radio. Dragic might not play for the Heat. He's got a foot injury. Bam Adebayo is just walking wounded right now. He's got a shoulder. He's got a wrist. He's got all sorts of issues. Jimmy Butler's been walking around. He rolled his ankle twice in the opener, as you probably saw. He's been walking around with a little bit of tape. Game two, again, tonight. See if Keys Lakers can get halfway home to the NBA. They better. Finals. <laughs> That's right. After game missing one. missing two of their best players. Yeah, you're right. Might be a great opportunity to take the heat with them plus money. We'll find out. And that is A to Z. Again, hit us up, 888-729-3776. That's the Dr. Pepper call in line. We're going to go gambling. And we're going to take your calls here in one second. But, Jay, I want to put you right there. Is there anything off the top of your head you want to ask, Joe? Or do you want me to go right to the calls? Go right to the call. I just need to get to it. Okay. Jay's going to get fired. We'll also have Jay Will or Jay Won't, too. So I admit you. I have a problem. That's okay. I admit that openly to the public. That's the first step. The first step is always admitting. Yes. You have a problem. Raul in San Antonio, a great NBA city, is on ESPN Radio, and you want to talk finals. Yes, I do. Yeah, I was wondering, you know, should I take the, the Lakers? I know you. I heard you're you know, talking about Miami, uh, plus money, but, you know, they are wounded right now, and I'm just thinking, you know, the, the Lakers are out for the kill, and LeBron looks a real focus this time. Um, so, uh, especially with game one, winning game one. So, what is your advice on that? What do you got, Joe? All right, so let's go ahead and work this one through, right? The first thing just about everyone's going to think after watching game one is that Miami's cooked and the Lakers are going to roll them in game two. Yes. That's the consensus. That's the prevailing thought. Now, if that's the case, do you really think Caesars Palace out here in Las Vegas would be standing so many floors high if it was that easy to go out there and pick winners? That's the one thing I always want to throw at you, the famous Warren Buffett line. You know, no one got rich buying high. No one got rich selling low. And Warren Buffett's got plenty of words of wisdom as we talk money here on this great Friday morning with you three. But I would be very cautious about all of this. This is one of those games that's a step-back situation for me. I, I, there's nothing I love about it. If I'm going to play anything, I'm looking at the under, 216.5. It was 217.5 in game one. They've only adjusted it a point. Now, you're losing some great defense with Adebayo, listed as doubtful, possibly not playing tonight. That's got to be considered. But at the same time, you're also taking about 37 points per game on 50% shooting between Dragic, Dragic excuse me, and Adebayo out of the lineup. If the Lakers get up like many people expect, they're not going to have to push this thing for four full quarters. So for me, with the injuries and everything that's taken place, I'm very cautious going into it. But if there's something I like, it's under 216 and a half. 
Shout out to the Oracle of Omaha, the great Warren Buffett. Hit us oh, up, yeah. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Let's get to a little bit of football. Sal in Connecticut, you want to talk about a couple games, huh? Yes, I do. Thank you. Joe, I have a question for you. Uh, do, do you think it's silly to, to take uh, Miami Dolphins and the over and then uh, buy a point with Miami to make it seven and a half and then uh, throw in the Browns over with the Cowboys? All right, here's what I'm doing with that. Excellent questions. Number one, I'm not buying any points. I know what you're saying because it's sitting Miami plus six and a half. Seven is a very key number because lots of NFL games end on a final score differential of seven. 28-21, 35-28. You get where I'm going here. I like Miami plus the six and a half in this spot. I really do. The Dolphins have had 10 days to get ready for this game. Seattle has to travel all the way across the country. So, so that, that, that in and of itself, Keyshawn can tell you all about what that'll do to the body. And Seattle's defense has been awful. Now, Russell Wilson, fantastic. You don't need me to go any further there. But Seattle's 32nd in total defense, 22nd in scoring defense. And keep this in mind. 21 of the last 25 Seahawks games have been decided by one score. Mm. Russ is the magician who finds a way to pull it out, but this is a lot of points for Miami. So I wouldn't buy the hook. I wouldn't buy the point there. If you're looking to the over, which you also mentioned for the Cleveland-Dallas game, overs are hitting at a historic rate. First three weeks of the season, they're cashing at 60%. That is a massive number if you are just blindly betting overs. But at some point, the bookmakers are going to adjust and the unders are going to start to come in. I thought that was going to happen last weekend. I was wrong. It could happen this weekend. If you look across the board at how many games are currently sitting with a total of 50 or more, the average total is sitting around 50. At some point, the unders are coming in. We're noticing less penalties in terms of offensive holds, which is helping. Quarterbacks and offenses playing on the road are having an easier time communicating with one another. It's been big for the overs, but I'm very hesitant this weekend about playing overs because at some point that regression is coming. Very interesting. Keyshaw, J. Will Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. We want to Where's get Jay you. Where's J. Will at? When's I'm he right here. I'm just trying to let all of our callers. I know he's sitting there itching. I'm letting all of our callers get their questions in. Trust me, I have questions, but this is not about me. This is about our viewers. He, he, he's sitting over there, Joe, itching like he has fleas. You should see him. <laughs> like Dave Chappelle, right, in that skit where he's yeah. just sitting there scratching his arm? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Amazingly, that's actually the third Dave Chappelle yes. reference of the morning. But Joe Nothing Ford, wrong with that. No doubt about it. All of our guests on the Shell Pennzoil performance line, including Joe Fortenbaugh, you just heard his voice, ESPN Gambling Analyst. Hit us up right now on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed. If you can't get to a phone and you just have your phone and can't dial, but you want to Tweet, Key, J, and Z. We can take your question via tweet as well on our Twitter feed, Key, J, and Z. Or if you want to go old school, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Vikings at Texans. Uh, the Vikings defense hasn't been great. They've been getting up points. Their offense, they've been scoring points over under 54. Ooh, you went right for this one, huh? Two teams that have been playing some very bad football. Total sitting 53 and a half. So it's like I just talked about. How willing are you to jump in on that overtrend right now? Is it going to last another week? This is one of those games, unfortunately, I don't have a whole lot for you. Houston's sitting there as a four-point favorite. That makes plenty of sense to me. Minnesota has been dreck on offense this <laughs> season. But Houston is finding ways to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. We saw it last week against Pittsburgh. I liked them in that spot. They were leading and covering the whole way and then they blew it late I'll give you one though because I'm not giving you an answer on that one I got one for you I am going to play the Patriots plus seven against Kansas City remember 
different situation this year with the NFL playoffs. Only one team is getting a bye in each conference instead of two. That is a major advantage to have that bye. Kansas City last week against Baltimore, the Chiefs know that the Ravens are their rival competition for that number one bye. They dumped everything into that game. And in the NFL, we all know about advanced scouting, teams looking at opponents two, three games down the road to get prepped in advance. I don't know how much time Kansas City had to put into the New England game plan. They had to win that Baltimore game. So now they're essentially two up on the Ravens. Here comes little old New England, lying in the weeds, seven-point underdog in this situation. They want to run the football to keep Patrick Mahomes off the field. The Patriots this year, fifth in yards per rushing attempt. Kansas City, 28th in opponent yards per rushing attempt. Cam Newton and the Patriots established the run. They control the clock. They keep Mahomes off the field. And remember, Bill Belichick, lifetime as an underdog, 42 or excuse me, 44-20-1 ATS, that's 69%. That's a game I'd be looking at real hard right there. ATS against the spread. Joe, we got about 30 seconds here. Nobody rallies like the Buffalo Bills, and nobody rallies like Corey in New York getting back on his phone, and he has a question about the most important bill of all. Go ahead, Corey. Yes, I, I was wondering if you have individual, like, do you, think, do you have anything on Josh Allen winning MVP or the Bills making it to the AFC Championship? Okay, that's a great question because Allen for MVP has been gaining a lot of steam. He was 25-1 to 1 a little over a week ago. I'll tell you this. If you're jumping on that train now, you're obviously missing the best of the number because now everyone's talking about it. But Allen has certainly worked his way into consideration. At this point, even though it's early, it looks like it's Russell Wilson's award to lose. But if you jump on Allen now, the team continues to get better. And with every win, people are going to be talking more and more about the kid from Wyoming. Joe, can I take the Jets to lose last night? Is that still a good, is that still a good bet? <laughs> oh, my God, that team. It, it, look, look, they're unbettable. It's bet against or stay away. You can't bet on them. I liked them. I thought the travel spot was horrible for Denver last night. Everybody's injured. This is the spot for the Jets. You put on that performance. Greeny's right, man. Greeny's right with everything he said. You don't need me to pile on. And then Brett Rippin happened. And the rest was <laughs> like, history. What? Let, let me ask you this. In Brett Rippin's mind, what was more challenging? Mountain West defenses or the Jets defense, (laughs) right? That's a legitimate question right now. You got to be asking those questions, boys. At times, he looked like the quarterback in the Mountain West. That's what he did look like. (laughs) Incredible. You can hear Joe every single day, Daily Wager, our digital show appropriately called Bet. You can also hear him on ESPN Saturday Radio Game Day. Great stuff, Joe. Thanks for joining us. Of course, we'll have you here every Thursday, Friday to break down college, NFL, baseball, whatever you want. Really appreciate the insight. My favorite segment. I love TCU it. over Texas. Don't be surprised if the Horn Frogs spring the upset. You guys have a great weekend. Thanks oh, for having oh, me on. Oh, little thanks, Big 12. Joe. Little Big 12. Yeah, I'd stay away from that. <laughs> I'll, I'll stay away from that if I was you, Jay. A lot of high scoring on both ends. No defenses. Take the over under. Is that what they say? We got to yeah, take the you're over. Getting it's the Big there. Twelve. They know defense knowledge in the Big has 12, increased yo. drastically over these last couple of weeks. I'm not fooling with gambling. <laughs> Still to come. The Lakers weren't fooling around the other night. So how in the world did the Heat get back into this series? A former Heat assistant coach that has two championship rings on what he would do if he was Coach Spo in this spot tonight. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two. Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. 
so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Key's got the glasses on because he can see a Lakers championship Coming. On the other side, what can Miami do to bounce back? Our next guest that joins us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line knows the Heat very well. He was an assistant for a long time. Won a couple championships, as Jay said. That is Fizz, David Fizdale. And David Fizdale got his basketball start, his athletic start, with our guy, Key. So you, Key, take it away. A little L.A. connection. (laughs) What's up, Fizz, man? What's up, fam? Man, nothing much. Just waiting waiting to get that number 17 so we can hang it. Hang it out the Raptors. You know how that go. You know how it I is. That it. purple and gold, yeah. man. We live and die. Do, you know, do you understand how hard this was? I, I, hey, look, I was gonna, I was gonna wait to get into that, right? Because uh, I, I want to segue into the Lakers Heat thing after I ask you about Doc Rivers and the fit in Philadelphia. Yeah. Is it a great uh-huh. fit in your mind, or is it a lot of work to do? Well, one, it's always going to be a lot of work to do. It don't matter who's going in there, but I do think it's a great fit. I think you, you're dealing with two guys who are who are stars who have had problems with each other and, and coexisting under the same roof. Uh, Doc Rivers has extensive experience in coaching the highest level egos in the game, and so uh, he, I think, he has as good an opportunity right now to get those two guys to figure it out and really come together and put all of that talent, you know, moving in the right direction. And, and you know, because they got good pieces around those guys. I think it's just the the, the air in the building uh, between those two guys got stale. And so uh, Doc is, is as good as anybody at, at really getting guys to understand team and coming together and making sacrifices and things like that. So I'm really happy for him. Uh, you know, we haven't got a chance to talk yet, but I'm really looking forward to, to catching up with him and, and uh, you know, wishing him well. Yes, sir. Now the juicy stuff. You obviously got a connection. <laughs> you got a connection of both sides of Miami Heat, oh. but even a greater connection because of LeBron James and mm-hmm. the L.A. Lakers. You being a native, the whole thing. And, you know, I know the boys in the hood, we, we watching to find out who you're going to be smiling for. Mm. When you look the game, <laughs> when you look the game, too, He's a full Fizdale. Yeah, he's a full man. man. I'm trying to tell you. See you. How they do me, I see you, Fizz. I, I got to back I you it. in the corner, though. I mean, I understand. <laughs> That's all right. I, I, I'm a, you're going to be mad at me, though, because I because it, it, you got to understand one thing. Something that we all learn is when a guy like Eric Spoelstra do what he has done for my life and the sacrifices he has made to, to put me in a position, me and my family, to live the way we live now, I – I had to break a little bit away from you, Key, and move to my guy as the underdog. But with that being said, I know that this is like for the Heat to win this series, it's the most monumental task we've seen uh, in the finals in a long time because the, the, the Lake Show is just – they back. It's the Lake Show. And it's a little – it's different. 
different faces, but it is truly a team that they can, you know, looking at them play, they can string together some titles. You know, I don't want to count this one totally out yet or nothing like that because I think the Heat is the kind of team that can, that can grind and make it a series. But when you look at that Laker team and, and you know, you look at how dominant LeBron and AD are together, uh, as they move forward together and they continue to tinker with the roster and add different pieces and things like that, Man, that team can put together a few. And so, yes, and, and deep down in there, Key, my Laker is still there. And, and my moments of watching when we used to see that parade yes, pass sir. through the neighborhood and patting them on those parades, man, that's still with me, you know, because that's the other element where ain't nobody really talk about is Pat won. How many in L.A.? Five? Five, <laughs> five yeah. Five. You know, and so you got that Laker heat element, you know, with LeBron and everything else. And so, and obviously LeBron being my guy, who I who who I love dearly, man. It's just hard. I'm sitting here just it's it's not even fun but to watch come sometimes. On, come on, Fizz. Like, you know, you know, privilege. narrative is everything. That's a win-win situation. I'm gonna let Fizz. No, but I'm gonna let Fizz. I'm gonna I'm gonna give him a pass because we're talking to Coach Fizz right <laughs> now. Talking Coach Fizz. We're not yeah, talking yeah. to barbershop barbecue and eating Fizz. No, see if no. I come over on late and then we sitting in the backyard yes. together. Now. That's different. That's a different you know what I'm I get it. We got Bobo. We got Bobo. And we got Bobo and Money Sacks and the fellas over there. Now we might be talking different. Yes, you know? so that is I, correct. Coach Fizz right now. Hey Fizz, no, no Bam, no Goran Dragic tonight. Do you think we'll oh. see Espo try to use Myers Leonard a little more to combat that size? He has to, right? He has to. He has to. I think this is, uh, you know, this is a break glass in case of emergency time. Uh, if Bam's not on that court, I think Olenek and Miles Leonard will get uh, some nods. Um, he's going to have to be really creative with the lineups that he puts on the floor so that those guys just don't get overpowered. Because I thought that's the one thing that stood out to me the most was like how big and physical the Lakers look against the Heat small ball. It was just like it was almost too big and physical. So I think. Uh, Spo is going to have you know figure out what he wants to do with his lineup. Uh, I think Olenek can be a key to helping their offense uh, look a lot better because uh, he can post smalls. He can he, he can space the floor when they when they go against the big mismatch with the guard. Uh, so he he adds another element I think that can help him. The kid uh, Kendrick Nunn can end up having a big impact on this. You know this kid was second in in voting for Rookie of the Year, uh, and obviously because Goran Dragic took off. Uh, and played so well, uh, the kid kind of had to take a back seat. But this might be the kind of series for for this kid to be able to have an impact. So, uh, you know, the key got that work cut out for him because when I look at the Lakers, I just see the, a land of giants. It's like the biggest team I've seen in years. When you talk about Dwight, Bron, you know, Morris, McGee, Kuzma, these dudes are huge. Like, they're not little guys. And so – uh, they're really they're really going to try to keep leaning into the heat that way, and, and you know it's going to be interesting to see what Spo does to counter it. Bottom line, Fizz can't lose because if the Lakers win, his childhood team wins. If the Heat win, <laughs> the squad so that a, put him in it's the a win-win for Fizz. It's a win-win. It's a win-win for you, bro. Yeah, it's like that can't be any better. We'll see you tonight, eight thirty Eastern on ABC. Jay and the Countdown Crew will be there. Fizz will be in front of his TV. We'll be in front of our TVs to see if the Lakers can get halfway home, or as Fizz says. Can it be a monumental upset to get Miami all square at one? Can't wait to find out. Coach, thanks for being here this morning. All right, Fizz. All right, man. Appreciate you, fellas. Take care. Jay Will, you can get those minutes back with Bart Scott. I'm sorry. I <laughs> sucked up all I sucked up <laughs> all the minutes. When you, but the, when you got a that's personal the, that's relationship yeah. and a sure. boy, I mean, it's just. That's my dude, too. One, no, but, you know, yeah. it's like we grew up together. It's one of those, hey, man, how you doing? Sorry about that. You can get them back with Bart Scott when Bart joins us. <laughs>
I'm right. just saying. How, how nice of you. How I nice really of you. appreciate that. Thanks. Thanks, Key. Still you'd to be come. Because if any little dookie was on here, you'd be jumping yeah, up and yeah. down. First off, we're not little. You don't have to use terminology like that. Little. <laughs> Still to come. Can't wait for Bart Scott. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Subin, the podcast. Bart Scott, it is 8.47 in the morning on Friday. Adam Gase is right now still the New York Jets head coach officially. Bart played 11 years in the NFL. Great defensive presence for the Jets. Of course, Key was a great offensive presence for the Jets. So, all right, fellas, just let's have at it. Let's get Bart's words first well, Bart, here, Bart coming in at our show looking like a probation officer looking for me. Hey, and man. you over here defending me. That's- I make this look good, man. You got the hoodie on. You a suspect. <laughs> Dressed to the nines, Bart is. He was on Get Up This Morning. You can hear him on 98.7 ESPN in New York, our flagship station here in the city, 11 to 1 with Alan Hahn. Key's been unloading all morning on yeah. Adam Gase. Uh, I guess it's your turn or what he was What's going on, man? Like, it's just, I it mean, it is what it is, right? I mean, listen, he doesn't have any weapons. I understand that, but he was supposed to be this uh, defensive uh, mastermind. He was supposed to be able to figure out a way to beat a third string quarterback coming in on a short week. And I think it's an indictment on Greg Williams as well because we, 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 we let him off the hook. It the was DC. His, right. It was, it was his defense that had the six personal fouls. It was those pivotal penalties. It was the Bush League stuff at the end when, when you can tell that the Broncos were pretty much trying to take the equivalent of a knee by dropping back and throwing the ball as far as they can, hoping that the time run off because they didn't want the Jets to get another possession. Not that it was going to change the outcome of the game, mm-hmm. but that's just situational football, right? You got three, six seconds left. You make sure you just throw the ball up in the air, let the time go off. But, no, we can't end the game because somebody wants to take – you You want to hit him now? Now you want to hit him? You had you had, six, you had 54 minutes to hit him and get it all up in his chest, and now you want to hit him. Like, but, can we go home? But, Bart, is that really is – it, is, it, is it really – Greg Williams, the D.C., right, with out-of-control defense to a degree at times, or is it indicative of the head coach and a responsibility of the head coach to have his team not only prepared but also Mm -hmm. disciplined and managed? But when you know that he's probably not going to be here, you just start kind of – they can't do anything with you, right? If they cut you, you're probably going to get your money. And if they bench you, 
he's going to get fired, and so all of those but sort of things. It's like farming your own land, right? And I think sometimes we have two separate units, and sometimes they operate like that. When you have a head coach that is the offensive coordinator, he kind of worries about offense, right? We had yeah. this with Rex, right? Rex didn't come in. He didn't even get involved in what was going on with offense because when Adam Gase is out there and, and Greg Williams' defense is out there, he's in his notebook, right? He's, re, he's figuring out what he's running next play. So I think it's a tale of two head coaches because you think about Greg Williams, and I don't know if Greg Williams was ever you know, Adam Gase's choice because his stepfather is Joe Vitt, I believe. It well, is. And, and you know that the, the, the relationship between Joe Vitt and, uh, and, and and Greg Williams with, with the whole Bonnie Gate case and them snitching on each other, Down right? So yeah. right, so it's an uncomfortable situation there anyway, you know. So like that's the whole backstory behind this thing. So I don't know if they were ever supposed to, they they were arranged marriage so to speak. So I think Greg Williams is farming his own land, and I think Adam Gates is farming his own land. So I think whatever the defense does falls right at the feet of Greg Williams, not at Adam Gates. So the lack, the, the fact that they were undisciplined, the fact that they were blowing coverage, the fact that they didn't understand situational football. That's not Adam Gates. That's the defensive coordinator's job to say, listen, man, it's third and five. Why are you eight dropping back eight yards? What do you think a, a, a good coach receiver is going to do? He's going to go to the sticks, turn around, fall, and, and, and move the chains. You know, you look at Desir. Clearly the dude, like he reminds me of Lito Shepard. When Lito Shepard came, he was once a great corner. When he came over to us in 2009, he had forgotten that he was Lito Shepard. He lost his confidence. And you can look at Desir and see that he's a player that has lost his confidence. Hold him accountable. Put him on the bench. He got benched week one, and Blessing got hurt, so they had to put him out there. But the kid is clearly struggling. Make him a squat corner. That way he, he, can, he can be emboldened to, to, to reroute the, the, the receiver, understanding that he's not responsible for him. But if you make him you know, the, the one-on-one and it's cover one, and he's already got mossed, then, he, then he's afraid to make plays. He's afraid to make the play to pull the trigger to try and dare to be great until the end of the season, I mean, to the end of the game. So that falls at the feet of Greg Williams and adjusting to your personnel. He said farmland. It was bad crops by the uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, defense. Yeah, 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 absolutely. The, the crop report. When, when, so when I was watching the game, I was looking at the secondary, obviously, and I'm looking at the corners. They were playing hella deep, and I couldn't really understand. Yeah. So I figured – you know, I'm like, okay, they're heavy inside, but they're nine to ten yards off. Throw the hitch. All you got to do is throw the hitch. But the thing, but the thing is, when you look at what the, what the Jets were doing defensively, you know, they haven't got their timing together, right? Blitzing in disguise is all about being on a string, right? If you if you if you want to fake like you're blitzing, you need the safety to come down to, to show with you. A quarterback gonna laugh at you. Like there's no way you blitzing in the corner and the safety's not coming down, right? So those are little things. So you look you look at a rookie quarterback and ripping, like he saw that the Jets were blitzing, and all he did was go to the. You always taught to go to backside X, right? Yeah. Whenever you see that, because you know that's what a one on one is. So then the corner's afraid. So then he's sitting off. So it's just pitch and catch. This is like pitch and catch, man. They're showing their cards too early. One on one, isolated. This is this falls on Greg Williams. If you don't have a one on one, you know, man to man cornerback, then don't play man to man. It's ways of playing fire zones and protecting guys that are clearly afraid. So listen, he's on an island again. He just got guys on islands all night. That's Greg Williams' fault. You should be have a safety lean over to that side and say, you know what, we're gonna make this young quarterback look same player. Look, this 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 is not this is not a, a, a new play. These are the, the plays that this kid gave up. What is he? Man to man in the slot. They found him. When you're a bad player and you have no confidence, the football will find you. Check, check. 35, that's what it was. Guys were playing rock, paper, scissors to line up over him because they wanted to get their Pro Bowl stats. Z, that's called find the duck and shoot him down. Find the duck and shoot him. There's a lot of great football jargon in there. You guys were mentioning Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Bart Scott is with us, the former Jet. He'll be with us through 9, 10 a.m. Eastern time, so plenty more football talk 
with Bart on the way. Bart clearly gave us the straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Bart, we got about 20 seconds here. I know you're going to stick with us. Yeah. Uh, we've had a lot of different people weigh in on whether Adam Gase should finish out the season. Yes. Greeny's got one opinion. Key's got one opinion. Yes. You say yes. Listen, we got to watch this crap. He got to watch it too. Why you want to <laughs> give you want to give him a paid vacation? Like so he could be sitting on the beach drinking. Like, yeah, I used to coach him. Hey, is it Tuesday yet? My check come? Hell no. We got to watch it. He got to watch it too. He got to sit up at that podium and ask those uncomfortable questions. No doubt about it. Great. Well, He's rich. He is. That he is. He's balling. Whether he remains the coach or they buy him out, if he is no longer the coach, we'll see. But Bart says, misery loves company. Got to stick around the rest of the way. Bart's going to stick around a little bit here. Key's going to head on over to get up. So if you want more of Key's thoughts with Greeny, a couple, a Jet fan and a Jet legend together, that'll be on ESPN. Jay Williams will be back with us. We'll hear from Adam Gase after the game, that press conference. Bart mentioned, very clipped, very curt with his answers. That's on the way. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio.